Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Texas folk music, we got it here. And NorCal Americana, yep, got that too. We are strumming today. It's Music Friday Live, so stay tuned for fun. Angeles, California. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by MySanFelipeVacation.com. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and today we're going to talk with the Northern California duo Spark and Whisper and the Texas folk singer David Martinez. But first, I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates, and also those of you listening to us on Stitcher or on iTunes. Yes, we are heard on Stitcher and iTunes. If you have questions or comments for our guest, email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We will read them on the air, and uh, if you're listening to us on a podcast, we'll forward them to you. Well, we have a surprise guest on the line right now, drummer Kevin Bowers, who who just released his new album, Nova, this week. And he'll be a guest here on Music Friday Live next week. But since I'm a fledgling drummer, you know, well, like cajon player, actually, I wanted to give him a minute to let you all know about the album so you will have listened to it when you tune in when we talk to him in depth next week. Kevin, welcome, and tell us about the new album. Hey, Patrick, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm great, and you sound like you're wonderful, too. So what's special about this new album? Well, uh, it's, a, it's a Brazilian record. It's Latin American world music, and... And, <laughs> and it's yours, which makes it special, too. Um, you've got Bossa Nova on there. Is that right? Oh, I think we just lost him. I'm not sure where he went. Um, we'll try to get him back, but, uh, in the meantime, I want to let you know about our great sponsor, San Felipe Vacations, my vacation San Felipe. So here it is. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. Boy, doesn't that sound like fun. Okay, anybody who wants to take one of those vacations, and it doesn't matter if you're you know, in Texas, actually San Felipe is close to Texas, it's on the uh, Gulf of California, or you're, in, or you're down here in Los Angeles, it's only a six-hour drive, so give them a call and tell them I sent you, tell them that Music Friday Live sent you, and uh, we will maybe see you there because we're going to get to go go too. now we lost um we lost kevin i'm not sure what happened i think he may have been on a cell phone and you know how that happens um but we are going to have him on the show next week and we're going to play some of his uh music uh next week in the meantime or i should say right now um if you've ever attended the strawberry music festival at the nevada county fairgrounds in grass valley california you won't forget it, right? The main stage performances, the Q&A performances, the band scramble, the breakfast club, the, the kids' music, and Hog Ranch Radio broadcasting the whole thing. It is so much fun. 
Um, and we, we have a friend who has a house up there. And so we know the Nevada County Fairgrounds. But mostly, you will remember it is every kind of folk Americana roots music that you have ever heard. It's probably the largest assemblages of mandolins in the country for three or four days. All right. And of course that makes it heaven for for the artists toting everything from harps to tom-toms to mandolins, mandolas, banjos, guitars, everything you could think of. So it's no surprise that our next guest, Belvy Appleton, met his partner, Anita Sandwina, at the festival, they bonded around singing and songwriting, and now two bands, two albums, an East Coast tour, many rave reviews, and a hundred or so gigs later, they are the incomparable Spark and Whisper band. And we are really glad uh, to have the male side of that duo here, Velvy Appleton. Velvy, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey, Patrick, what a treat to be here with you. Thank you. Thank, well, your music's a treat, so thank you very much. Uh, now, before I get overwhelmed with the fans emailing the question, <laughs> I'm going to ask it. <laughs> you know the question. Where did the name Spark and Whisper come from, and who's Spark and who's Whisper? Well, who's Spark and who's Whisper, our, our traditional answer is yes. We feel like we're, we're kind of both and both, and uh, where did the name come from? Uh, you know, picking a band name is is a hard thing to do. And we probably emailed hundreds of names around back and forth trying to figure out what to be. Um, but I think what we wanted to do was when we started this band, we wanted to make something that was both exciting. You know, these are our, our goals for the band, exciting kind of rocking uh, music, but also have these quiet kind of intimate moments and be able to sort of touch people on a, on a kind of a soul level and an intimate level. So we thought, you know, the spark was kind of the exciting side and the whisper was sort of the intimate side. And we said, well, spark and whisper, that's kind of a cool name right out of the gate. So we went with that, and uh, that's who we are. Okay, well, it, it, it was a cool name right out of the gate. And uh, you have a third album coming out in November called uh, Monument. And I want to let our audience listen to a little bit of that spark and whisper magic. This is the title song from the new album, Monument. This old house draws you in with its porch and its space for swing from up on its hill you can see down below to the meadow the run and the snow That song rocks. And I would say when I listen to that song, the word spark is an understatement, especially in the guitar riffs later on in the song. Now, I understand that you set out to make music that is edgier and more powerful than what we normally think of as folk. So is that what edgier and more powerful uh, sounds like? I think so, yeah. We really wanted to rock a little more on this album. We, Anita and I both come from you know, we love the Dylan and the Joni Mitchell and all that kind of folk stuff. But we also come from Zeppelin and R.E.M. and Richard Thompson. And, and we have a we were both, you know, kind of guitar freaks. So we wanted to make, you know, a, a more rock and roll record this time. And I don't even know if you could call this record a folk record anymore. It's really more of a rock, you know, I'd call it a folk rock record. But um, we wanted to rock more. And I think this one does it. Well, uh, I, I was going to let you say whether or not it was rock or folk, but uh, to me, I just say it's fun. However, I like to talk to you a little <laughs> bit about the lyrics. You, you know, I, I pay yeah. attention to lyrics here. It's, it appears to be about an old house. You begin with the line, yes. this old house invites you in with its porch and space for a swing. But the song ends with the lines, show me how to clear my path of this dirty frozen snow. Are we really trapped or can we find another way to go? So what's going on there, uh, Velvy? I knew I, I need well, this is, Anita wrote it, but is this there is a an, story arc there? Anita, there is, actually. And this is an Anita song, as you know. Uh, the way we write is uh, Anita and I 
uh, each write our own songs, and then we, we bring them into each other, and we accompany each other's songs, basically. So we kind of go 50-50 on, on the writing. Um, but this is an Anita song. But there is a story here that I think I can, I can relate. Um, Anita, um, her family, she comes from a Native American um, background, and her, her family were um, on the East Coast in Virginia, and um, they had her, her grandfather had a house um, in Virginia that was a troubled place, and uh, her, her family was troubled uh, at that time. And Anita went, and the house has been on the market for a couple of years. They can't seem to sell it. Uh, and Anita went back there about a year, a year or two ago, just to visit the house. And um, and it's been empty for I don't know five or six years. And she went in, and in the house she was kind of overwhelmed with some kind of sad emotion of all the struggle and sadness that was in that house. And um, I think it's about, so, so she came out and wrote this song, and that's kind of her way. She always says that, that for her, songwriting is a way of working through the harder things in life. It's kind of a therapeutic process for her. And I think for her, um, she was uh, using this house as uh, a way to sort of work through some of the, the hard things that happened with her grandparents and, uh, and the mm-hmm. difficult things in, that she was brought up with. So I think clearing her path of the dirty snow is really about, you know, letting go of the past and, and, um, and moving forward with positivity. And Nita is one of the most relentlessly positive people I have ever met. She's incredibly optimistic and unegotistical. And, um, and this song is a really uh, strong testament to that. Even with all the darkness that happened in this place, there's this optimistic, you know, uh, view of uh, clearing her path. Well, that explains uh, why you made the sound, uh, the song so urgent, especially later with the electric guitar. Um, now, let's 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 move on to uh, one of one of your other songs. Uh, uh, one that uh, I think this is one of yours. Uh, this is a song close to my heart. This is California. That's California, and um, I want to talk about it. But if you'll give me, if you'll be a little bit patient, uh, we had lost Kevin Bowers, and he's back with us. So I want to just ask him a couple more questions, if you don't mind. Okay. Absolutely. Hi there. We lost you. You lost me, but I am back. I apologize. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> oh, no. That happens. And fortunately, our, our current guest has graciously said, sure, let him let him come on in. So real quickly, Kevin, because we are going to have you. you on next week. Uh, the the new album, uh, is it available yet? Yes, it's available online at iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Bandcamp, my website, KevinBowersMusic.com. And then right now, local record stores. Okay. All right. And it's got some uh, bossa nova in it. Is that right? It does. It's uh, some beta rhythms, uh, very samba carnival rhythms, a little bit of psychedelic Brazilian. Uh, I guess I could say it's Tony Bennett and Sergio Mendez and, and the Beatles at their trippiest. Well, I'm going to do something right now I normally don't do, but I'm going to introduce you to my other guest, who also I understand plays or has played in a in a uh, Brazilian band? Am I am I right on that? Uh, that's right. I was going to mention that. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, you two. Very cool. 
Yeah, I played 13 years uh, here in, in San Francisco for a band called Nobody from Ipanema that did sort of a Brazilian, not really bossa stuff, much more of the African kind of Bahia-based, you know, dance stuff. Very loud. You know, I always say my ears are still ringing from being in that band. <laughs> and, and well, San Francisco has a San Francisco has a very vibrant world music scene, doesn't it? Yep, especially especially around Brazilian music. We played 13 years uh, on Tuesday nights at this club in the Mission called the Elbow Room, which had a this dedicated Brazilian crowd that would come dancing, and was, you know, on a, on a weeknight, it was pretty pretty incredible scene there. Yeah, uh, Kevin, where where are you based right now? I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, right now. Is there a, a much of a Brazilian uh, music scene in St. Louis? There's there's not, but that's a, a, an added bonus for me because I just had my CD release performance last Thursday, and I think it was it, it was it was fun to be able to sort of introduce this type of show. It was a seated show, so it's a mix of, of Brazilian and latin american music we had samba dancers involved so it was quite a production and it went over really well i couldn't be happier about it well i'm going to um uh, uh go back to to uh, talking with all of you here because you're going to be on next week but let me just say that la has a big brazilian community and also a uh a uh, a big Colombian community, and which means that we do a lot of dancing here. And you've just heard that there's a Brazilian, <laughs> a lot of Brazilian music up in San Francisco. So you need to do a West Coast tour, right? I do. It's it's imperative. I know, Patrick. I I will be in the West Coast in 2017. That is uh, that is on the agenda. Okay. Well, Velvy, when he comes, uh, we'll see to it the two of you can get together. <laughs> Sounds great. I look yes, forward to you. Look forward to that. Good luck with your record, man. All right, thanks. Okay. Yeah, you too. All, All right. right. Talk, I'll talk with you soon. Talk to you next week. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, I right. thank you, Velvy, for, for being uh, gracious oh, sure. uh, by giving up a little bit of time there. And uh, let, I know that musicians love to talk to one another and play with one another. Let's talk first just a second about the, the lines in California. Um, you made the move in 82. Yeah. So that means you're pretty much a native Californian. But you say in there, California took my hand. She gave me light. The dark be damned. California took me as I am. Now, this state has a way of changing people. Has it changed you? Yeah. How? Yeah, you know, um, I actually moved to California in 91. Um, and, um, and I wrote this song. I always say I wrote it for a dual purpose. One was kind of to celebrate my, my 20 year anniversary of moving to California. So I wrote it a couple of years ago. And the other is that my wife, who uh, was always giving me advice about our band and stuff, she, she told me at one point that m maybe people would like our band if I wrote some songs that weren't such a bummer. <laughs> so I decided to write kind of an East Coast style rock and roll kind of love songs in California. Um, and that's where the song came from. I wanted to write kind of Springsteen, Southside Johnny style, you know, Jersey Shore rocker, you know, from uh, about California. And I moved here in 91. I grew up on the East Coast in a very restrictive kind of uh, or, um, religious environment. And, um, and when I moved to California, I felt like everything kind of opened up for me. Like th there was no, I didn't know anybody here and there was no pressure to do anything or be anybody. And I moved to San Francisco, and one of the first things I did actually was go to the Strawberry Festival that you were talking about. It was up at Camp Mather in Yosemite at the time. And there was this incredible connection to the music there that I'd never really felt before. There wasn't this great separation between the artists and, and, the, and the audience. They were, you know, you could meet anybody and, and play music with them and talk to them about their songs. And, and there was this great access, and, and it wasn't so you know, stars up on high and the audience down below. It was really kind of the music of the people. And I loved that. And, um, and I feel like when I got to California, all these possibilities became real. You know, I could do whatever I wanted. And, and that line of it took me as I am, it's kind of a little tribute to Joni Mitchell, one of my, one of my songwriting idols, because she has that, Cal you know, Cal she also says California took me as I am. And, uh, and that's really how I feel. I feel like I, I came here and I got to be the person that I wanted to be. Um, so, hey, and, and uh, so the line that. is, you know, uh, yeah, right. the line is, is really right, true. We got, 
We are talking with uh, Velvie Appleton of the band Spark and Whisper. And if you have questions, just shoot us an email at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We've already got some emails here, so I will uh, get get to them in, in a minute. But I do have another question um, <clears throat> in a, a lot of places. But one of the places I, I noticed that you played is the venerable venue in Berkeley called Freight and Salvage. Uh, did you play in the oh, old yeah. freight or in the new freight? The new one. Uh, I went to a lot of shows at the old freight, but uh, okay. when when the old freight was going on, um, I was still in the Brazilian band, which was not uh, which was not, uh, not appropriate band. for that space. <laughs> right. But boy, yeah. that new, well, that is, new freight, I, yeah, it's gorgeous. I know. Is your I, audience? I think it's the best place I've ever played. Uh, well, look, we can talk about that in the Phoenix, but uh, is your audience um, the freight audience or does the edge that you put in expand you to a to a younger audience uh, than, than normally shows up at the freight? Our audience is pretty solidly the, uh, the freight uh, crowd. Um, in fact, we've played there and we've gotten a whole bunch of house concerts uh, from people that have been in the audience and have seen us and want to have us in, the, in their homes, you know, after they see us uh-huh. at the freight. But um, but uh, I, I don't you know I don't know what's going to happen with the new record. Uh, it's definitely like you say, it's more rock. I don't know if the folk DJs are going to play us anymore when they get this this record. We'll see. Um, we'll see too. Okay, uh, all right. Um, yeah. we've got some emails. We've got some emails here. Uh, Allison Noma wants you to go. She says, "Will you be playing in Petaluma soon?" <laughs> um, we are playing in Sebastopol. Right, we're taking a few months uh, of not gigging right now. We we, we play constantly. Um, but we're taking a few months off right now to promote the new record, and we're coming back um, to gigging uh, in 2017. And uh, our first show is going to be at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley, uh, which is one of our favorite places to play, right. on February 11th. And our second show is going to be in Sebastopol, right near Petaluma, um, and that's okay. going to be at the Hot Monk Sebastopol on February 18th. So, no, Allison, if okay. you, Alice, if you want to come to Sebastopol, February 18th, we'd love to see you there. Okay, Deborah in Los Angeles uh, wants to know: Do you ever play just pure rock, and what instruments do you play? Um, our show is kind of uh, we, we we have a lot of variety in our show. We we have a, a, a um, we have a band that has uh, Robert Powell plays pedal steel and electric guitar. Um, I play acoustic and electric guitars. Anita plays mandolin, guitar, and a little banjo lately. She calls it a tiny little banjo. It's kind of strong like a mandolin. Um, and then we have uh, an upright bass player, Paul Eastburn, and we have a phenomenal drummer, Scott Johnson. And Paul and Scott actually came from my Brazilian band. So that's part of, like, we have that little dancey side, too, because those guys played in the Brazilian band with me. So we have that kind of so long play, history of dance music. Sounds like you are equipped um, to play rock if you really wanted to, huh? Yeah, so, we, so um, so I don't. I wouldn't say we get heavy, like, but 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 uh, our set goes from quiet duet kind of stuff, just me and Anita, to kind of you know rocking, uh, full on stuff, and then we do some dance music. We'll play some R and B, uh, for encores. We'll do a little dance okay. stuff. So, yeah, we, right. we so, kind of we kind of. So the answer there is yes. Uh, we, now, uh, in, in order to, to to show people a little bit of that range, uh, I want to play another one of your songs, and this is a uh, bottom of the well. Toe-to-toe with my shadow, I keep him pinned to the ground. I search beneath, I search below, I search the lost and found. Yes, I am looking, looking for some soul that I can sell. For some shake at the bottom of the baggie, a little water at the bottom of the well. Sneakers hang from a phone line, Chevelle and Primer Gray. Cash for cars and stripper bars, this world's got a lot to say. Yes, I am listening, listening for a potion, for a spell. For some shake at the bottom of the baggie, for some water at the bottom of the well. Okay, uh, we're rocking some more with Bottom of the Well. Now, those, those are really smoking guitar riffs that that, uh, that you have in there. Uh, is that an electric guitar I hear in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I okay. play, yeah. See, so you uh, are equipped I, to play I like, rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like and I, and I love the way, 
that the, that the banjo and the drum kit uh, really work off of one another. That that's really nice. You, I think you call that, uh, or or Anita calls that her uh, banjo lele. Banjo lele. I'd love to talk about that for a second, uh, Patrick. Okay, talk you know, about Anita that. And I, sure. An, Anita and I live seventy miles apart from each other, and um, and one of the and the way we we uh, work out music is we send each other uh, MP3s and you know, we make a little recording at home. We send it by email and then we you know, talk about whether we want to do a song or not. And we agree. And then when we, when we actually rehearse something, like if I send, send Anita a song, uh, she's prepared what she's going to play before I get there. And then, and then we'll, we'll have a rehearsal and I'll see what she, what she's brought. And the same thing with me, you know, she'll send me a song. She doesn't know what I'm going to play till she gets there and we start playing it. But this is one, and it's always a surprise, you know, you never know what the other person's going to bring. Great. This is one where I wrote this, I wrote this song, this bottom of the well, it's kind of a, it's a little bluesy. It's a little bit like the who I, I kind of modeled it after uh, the seeker by the who. And, um, and I showed up to play it with Anita and she broke out the banjo and I thought, really the banjo for this tune. And it's fantastic. It's just such a, such a great syncopated part and it's just one of those great things about collaborating with someone you never know what they're going to bring and it can it can bring something up to a place that you didn't expect and this is a great example let me ask of that. you let me ask you about the the, the name you said uh banjo lele which it sounds like a combination of the banjo and the ukulele and of course the uke the ukulele has been radically electrified and is showing up in rock bands all over the place do, do, do you guys play ukuleles too we don't have any ukes in our band right now um, we are, that'll we are probably where you you free zone <laughs> <laughs> well that may that may change well we've had a number of people here uh email that they'd love to see you in los angeles and i'd love to see you in los angeles too i, I mean you'd be perfect for mccabe's so um what are your plans for la um i think we're going to be trying to get down there in march of next year 2017 uh i think we're going to be we're talking to peter krantz at the uh camarillo cafe he just started running that thing i think we're going to play there i know we have a couple mm -hmm. people that want to do house concerts with us in los angeles um and i'd love to play in the cave so i need to get in touch with them but i have not yet so hopefully mm -hmm. in in march but i would suggest that if anyone is interested um if you go to our website sparkandwhisper.com you can sign up for our email list we send one email a month and we'll let you know where we're playing. Um, but we're hoping to be down there in March and gosh, we'd love to play for, for your LA people, Patrick. Oh, sure. Well, I'd love to see you uh, live there. I, I don't I think I actually have seen you live. There may have been one once or twice at the uh, uh, 19th. Uh, uh, in, Broadway? In, yeah. 19th Broadway in, in Fairfax in which uh, I, you were there and I was there with the Acoustic Vortex people and was listening with one ear, but uh, who knows? You should also check out the Boulevard in uh, Culver City, which okay. uh, plays uh, folk and Americana. And you might take a shot at the Hotel Cafe and uh, the Mint. Yeah. Know about okay. all these places. Uh, okay. All right. Well, um, I wanted to to ask you i'm going to go back to the brazilian band uh that we had that that conversation with kevin bowers and and you said you were once part of the brazilian band no one from ipanema do the brazilian rhythms um which are not four four time uh ever sneak into your current music um yeah actually um we have a couple songs that, that have some sort of bial kind of feel on our first album we have something called carries me away and anita song which uh uh, has a, a really cool bio, like boom, 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 and so it has a Brazilian feel. And then with Scott and um, and Paul in our rhythm section, it always kind of sneaks in. Um, our drummer is, I would say, a, a much stronger um, Latin player than traditional rock player. He put, he plays rock great, but everything he does has this kind of like dancey kind of flair. Um, and I think any song you listen to on on the record, you'll you'll hear that a little bit of uh, the, the drumming is not straight uh, rock four time. Even even when he's playing four, it has a little bit of, of swing to it. He, he's such a beautiful player. So um, that that fills into everything. And you know, a lot of our shows, even though we're a folky band, a lot of our shows end up being dance shows. Even even for folk music, people are up and and want to move a little bit. And I think it's because of those guys. I can I can tell uh, I can tell why. And just for, for our our audience who may not be uh, technically. Uh, proficient in music and particularly in drumming uh 
rock music is four four time that's four beats per measure one and a two and a three and a four uh brazilian music and cumbia and other latin rhythms are all over the place they're six eight and and uh four six and there's multiple rhythms going on it's much more complicated and it's much more difficult actually uh, i find uh to play uh latin rhythms than it is to play uh straight rock and roll rhythms but uh the reward of course is great dancing so so when he's talking about uh his his drummer swinging a little bit and playing and, and injecting a little bit of latin rhythm in there that's the sign of a really really good drummer and and swinging also has a a technical term in drumming. It it means um, it you. Well, my drum instructor says that it means you you linger a little bit on the notes even in four four time. Um, I'm I don't know how you, what you mean when you say swinging there. What do you, what do you mean there? It's an interesting push pull. I would I would describe it as as pushing a little bit and then dragging a little bit. And and I I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it is, but. Some people have it and some people yeah. don't. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, uh, it's just, you know, <laughs> even when you talk to rock drummers, I remember hearing, uh, you know, um, the guys from Guns N' Roses talking about, you know, changing drummers and, uh, and what a different feel different drummers had for Guns N' Roses music. Even though, it's, yeah. you know, it's rock, uh, a different drummer will put a different kind of flavor on it, even if it's straightforward. But people just have a different yeah. natural feel. And uh, that's, that's yeah. great. That, that's true. Well, we have time for one more song, and this is uh, River Winding, speaking of drums. River runs and river bends. River wanders and the river ends. River winds and the rivers rush. River uncovers and river cuts. I don't really mind right now, no. The way is worth what's been left behind. That's another one of those great dancing <laughs> folk songs yeah. that you do. Velvy, this has been a delight. Uh, next time I'm in Northern California, I'm going to track you down. Maybe I can see you at 19 Broadway or or the Phoenix or over at the Freight, and uh, I will bring a dance partner. Fortunately, my wife loves to dance. I'll bring a <laughs> dance partner with me because I can tell that you do great dancing music. Now, we, we've got to wrap up, but before we do, where can people get your music? Uh, we are on iTunes, Spark and Whisper, but uh, the new album, uh, which is coming out just in a couple months, is complete, um, and you can pre-order it at um, from our website, sparkandwhisper.com. Uh, if you go there, you'll see under music, uh, you'll see the new album, a description, beautiful cover photo, um, and you can pre-order it through Bandcamp, so it's Spark okay. and, which you'll just click through, and, um, and if you pre-order it now, uh, you can actually download a couple of tracks from the album as sort of previews. Uh, two of our favorite songs from the record, and uh, and then the actual uh, album will be available widely in November. Okay, all right. So that's sparkandwhisper.com. And, and, and while people are on Sp uh, uh, Spark and Whisper, uh, let me recommend that they uh, pick up your other two albums, uh, Ghost Towns, which was produced by my friend Monica Pascal, and also Once. And also you can stream on Spotify, but you know, it's always better to, to buy the record. So that's sparkandwhisper.com. Well, we have to take a break right now. And when we return, we're going to go to Texas. We're going to go to Corpus Christi, the town I was born in and we are going to listen to some more great music with uh, David Martinez so don't go away World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage we give artists the tools to sell and license their music interact with industry pros and play live to a whole new audience wherever they are on their journey we want artists to get paid for what they create at World Arts Fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. 
Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. It's all about the music at our broadcast partner, World Arts. Everybody should be there. They should sign up. You can sign up at world www.worldarts.com. It's free. And we're there. All the bands are there. All of all the fans are there. You should be part of it. Well, Texas Indie Americana and Folk is what David Martinez does, and he does it really, really well. And he sneaks a little rock in, too, for good measure. He's a passionate and powerful but gentle singer-songwriter. Martinez has crisscrossed the country. He's been spun on radio in the U.S. and the U.K. He's appeared three times at South by Southwest. He's got a new album out, One More, <clears throat> One More Time, um, produced by Leroy Miller. And I think he also has an album, he, does, he also has an album out called Peace of Me. And we're going to play for you. He has a voice that can belt or croon as smooth as glass. He's bringing a refreshing vibe to, tex, to Texas and to folk and to Americana. And he's got a take that's uniquely his own. And best of all, here he is with his new album, Peace of Me. David, welcome to Music Friday Live. How's it going? It's going well. Let's talk about the new album, Peace of Me. Um, first of all, I love listening to it. I spent yes, half of yesterday listening to it. it. It's one of those albums that, you know, it just makes you feel good, right? Um, <laughs> but the title, Peace of Me, it sounds kind of like a challenge, but the music is actually more like a welcome party. Um, why did you call it Peace of Me? Well, you know, it was always, you know, every time you... Uh, Every time you, you know, you mention the road and you, you do a show, things like that, you always leave a piece of you somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I kind of, I kind of start metaphorically. So it's like, uh-huh. I'm giving you a piece of me. And it's like, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's, I'm sacrificing anything. It's just, that, you know, of, I, I kind of related it to the music. Kind of like one more time, it was my second record. So I called it one more time, you know, here we go again. You know, so. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. <laughs> All right, yeah. that makes that makes a, a lot of sense. Well, I want to play a little bit of the album, and but before, but but not piece of me. We'll play play that later. There's a one. There's a song on it that that just really kind of resonated with me. It's this one. It's I'm all right. That, that's what that's what I mean. It's just really a, a, a welcome party of music. Um, is that a pedal steel that comes in right before the chorus? Yeah, yes, it is. It's a it's a pedal steel guitar. I uh, I was inspired to write that song. I was listening to a Ricky Nelson song called uh, "Garden Party," and it was just kind of like <laughs> Boy, I that really dug back. the vibe. I really dug the vibe on that song, and I said, "Man, can I can I come up with something like this?" You know. And, and uh, after a little work, you know, figured out something. <laughs> I wasn't trying to rip them off. I was just trying to find that vibe. You know, you hear a song, you get, you get it, and you, you pretty much want that vibe. And that's, I hopefully, I found it. But a lot of people tend to you like did. that song. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh, abs- absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the five years that I've been doing this show, I have never talked to anyone from my hometown, Corpus Christi. And now this year, two people have popped up from Corpus. You and El Dusty. Um, is there kind of a hot music scene shaping up in Corpus these days? Is it becoming the new Austin? Well, we, have the, we have CC songwriters, and uh, it, it was started by Jimmy Wolden, and uh, there's another guy named Stephen James and the Jaded and uh, Jimmy Wolden Band, and of course myself. And we are part of the, this group, and then we, we got we got some other talented singer songwriters who are uh, part of the group, and you know, so we tend we tend to work together to try to help each other out. And, and foster some of the younger people. I, I put a, I put in a database of young younger song singers songwriters and giving them opportunities to do gigs in front of people, you know, with bigger bands. So it was kind of like it's kind of it, I what I noticed about traveling in the country. A lot of musician music scenes thrive because of community, and that's 
that's uh that's what we're trying to create here and it's kind of helping out a lot of the people come it's kind of it's bringing people together and and these uh singer songwriter things they're the, it's a monthly showcase at the house of rock here in corpus christi and uh it, i mean we're getting we're, we're getting capacity every every month now because it's wow. it's it's Good for singer songwriters the original music and and uh when you play a cover you get dong <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> i love the idea really, of the yeah, El Dusty's that, a really that's cool great. guy. He used to play in a band. He used to play in a band called IH5. He was the DJ for IH5, and they were kind of like a Limp Bizkit, uh, Rage Against the Machine type of band. And I remember <laughs> these guys were crazy, man. They said, "Why don't you open the show for us?" I go acoustically. <laughs> I go, I don't know. I, I'd fit, and you know, Dusty and all the guys. Just, Come on, just do it, man. And it was crazy because it it worked. Well, I, I opened for them maybe about three or four times, and uh, oh really? And, wow. Yeah, and, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, you know, so yeah, well, Dusty's really, really um, talented. I'm, I'm really happy, really happy for him. I'm really happy that he got mentioned in Rolling Stone and all that. So, yeah, he's been, he's been working his butt off for a long time. And, and like you, he records in Los Angeles. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, and, uh, so, um, yeah. So, so we're, we're glad uh, yeah, that, yeah, you that know, we, cool. we have. We're glad we have a so, little bit so of a. When a, a did you live in Cor- When did you live in Corpus Christi? I was born in Corpus Christi. Okay. Oh, cool. Cool. Awesome. I, I don't. I don't want to say how long ago, but I was born on the That's naval okay. base there. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We. It's still here. Yeah, I know it's it is. Uh, well, um, I understand that you played uh, locally while you were in college. Now, now I had a, a roommate who was a musician while I was in in, in grad school, and I watched mm-hmm. him. And playing and studying is not easy. I mean, there are mornings in, in which uh he practically had to uh, mainline uh coffee uh yeah. did that experience toughen you up or did it just addict you to coffee oh uh, well I, I when i was in college i would drink coffee late at night and things like that but it was i don't know it was i was when i started playing live i was working on my master's degree so it was that was tough because i i, I got my master's in a year and i i was loaded up and it, but i still managed to go to the open mics and do some stuff and and i was going to work on my phd and i said no you know what i'm going to play wow. rock and roll what, what 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 did you study um uh, my undergrad was kinesiology with a emphasis on math and then uh my my grad was uh instructional technology so wow and well that's what music is it's instructional technology we teach people how to be happy yeah, exactly Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of that, let let's play the, uh, the 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 title song from the album. This is "Peace with Me." piece of me which of course is the title song and the new album and it gets into the pop rock world a little bit there in its arrangement and of course the topic and and it sounds like a breakup song um is that sort yeah sort of a poppy breakup song <laughs> okay yeah, pretty much is. <laughs> all right and no doubt there was a, a a life incident that inspired that song which is where most yeah, musicians it's, get it's those about, songs. you know yeah. Uh-huh. yeah and it's about you um, know it's a, it's a breakup song it's uh, well, what, it's a one thing that, it's uh, also about coping with it. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, as I said earlier, you you produce your your music here in in L.A. and uh, you've got a, uh, mm-hmm. a producer, Leroy Miller, who, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, is a blues man. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. He's, he's yeah. very very. Which seems like kind of a well, yeah, very talented, but it seems like kind of an unusual yeah. combination. How did the two of you get together? Well. Well, the thing is, I have MySpace back in the MySpace days, and you know, MySpace was something big. It, it got a lot of people together who you wouldn't would get together, and 
you know, he, he was signed to a couple of labels. He's been signed. He's been toured around the world and all that. And I just reached out to him one day, and then we ended up working together for, you know, and it was it was a lot of fun. Hard and, work. And it's, it was a lot of hard work. Yeah, but it's produced a great album. Uh, well, let's talk about a little bit about that hard work. How, how does having a producer like him affect your music? Because you have different styles and you're both hard workers. Well, what, what? well we all, we also write together too. We, we ended up on the last two records writing and doing just. Uh, I basically would have the main idea and then we would you know take it from there. And so it, I find it a lot easier. I like working with people who write, who understand, who are more of the musician type, you know. And and you know, there's a there's a lot of talented producers out there that I've met and. I think it kind of, in my opinion, it kind of helps. Uh, there's some people I know who don't like working with writers, you know, and, you know, you got your guys like Ruben and people like that, but, you know, I like working with, I like, I like working with writers. So it helps you, it helps you understand what's going to, what's going to work and what's not going to work. Uh, you know, since I've learned to read music, because I've been st studying uh, the Cajon, uh, mm -hmm. it, it's opened up a whole new world to me. I mean, this is a, a language mm -hmm. and I completely understand what you mean now because two two of you can sit down and look at those symbols mm -hmm. and move them around and understand what the two of you yeah. are are saying so i come yeah i come uh, mm -hmm. completely understand um we are talking with the david martinez about his songs his new album piece of me and the texas music scene that he's part of and you can you can um mm -hmm. send us your your comments and your questions a couple of you already have but uh, for those of you who haven't want to the email is musicfridaylive at gmail.com and let's let's go to some of those emails we're getting this is a uh, malvina in new york city and Malvina wants to know, what do you think of the idea that pop, rock, folk, and country are pretty much all the same thing now? Interesting question. Wow, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean I, if, if it's in the popular music, uh, I, I can kind of see where, you know, like take a folk band like the Lumineers, and they're, now they're put into pop rock, you know kind of like with Mumford and Sons and all that. I can see where she's coming from on that. I, I, I see it. Uh, but, you know, also in the indie world, there's a lot of unknown talented, talented music out there. And, you know, it's crazy. So it, I, I, I can see where she's coming from on that. Okay. Of course, a lot of people are now saying that that country and rock is pretty much the same thing. Uh, let's yeah. see. We have um, uh, Sergey in Seattle wants to know if, Going to college and getting a master's degree affects the way you write music. You know, it actually, what it, it, I think with some people they have it or they don't, but also it makes you do a little more research and pick a subject and things like that. So, um, so it, it helps you. Uh, I think, I think it helps in the long run. It does. But ultimately if, if you have that songwriting gift, it's, it's, uh, It's, okay. It's, it's a big part of it. Yeah. All right. Well, a little closer to home, this is Wallace in Dallas, and, and he has a one-line email. Gig in Dallas, question mark, question mark, question mark. I think he wants to know if you're going to be playing in Dallas. Um, you know what? I actually, I played in Dallas before. I've, I, played, I played the opening bell in the House of Blues. So the plan is to get out there in November. So I'm working on that. Okay, Wallace, uh, you can look for him in November. Uh, is there a place that people can go and, and, and see your uh, tour schedule or to get uh, notices of yeah, when you're going to be in town? I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot with Reverb Nation right now. And uh, I, I put all my dates on Reverb Nation. I'm working on my website. Once once that's ready, they can go to davidmartinezmusic.com. So, okay. But right now for, for – and Cindy does a really – Cindy uh, Lady Lake does a really good job of uh, – Yes. Yes. Putting very my much. Up me. Okay. All right. Are you on bands in town? I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm not. But uh, we are. Uh, we are working on a lot of the. A lot of those. Uh, a lot of those mediums to get. To okay. Get all right. The word out more. Rento in Tampa wants to know if if you play an electric as well as a acoustic guitar, and what kind of guitars do you have? Yes, I do play electric. I have a. Uh, Studio Les Paul right now, and uh, I'm working on getting another uh, Les Paul and a uh, and a Telecaster. So, 
and uh, <laughs> I, I use two damps. I, I love using two damps, and uh, I don't use any solid state. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well those are serious guitars and speaking of serious guitars let's uh let's listen to some more of that uh great music this is rise that that song uh, nails a mood so well did you have to work on it to get yeah. it just right or just sort of fall together uh i worked on it to just i always work on it to get it just right i mean i love the way my friend gray Legier says anything in life takes working on and you know i i work on it just to make sure it works i wanted to add to the question about the guitar electric guitar sure. real quick yeah go um, ahead if 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 he wants to, he can go listen on YouTube or download a song called Crazy Ride. And it's available on iTunes and all that. And I basically played most of the electric guitars on that. And I even did the solo on that. And uh, it's kind of like a Kiss Anthem punk rock kind of my take. And that's, that's me playing electric <laughs> on that song. So it's, it's a song called Crazy Ride. So... All right, well, Rento in Tampa, you can uh, go and, and take a look at that, and you can you can hear him play a little bit of uh, punk rock, all right? Crazy Anthem, and that's on YouTube. <laughs> punk rock is, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, is In that song, Rise, uh, later on, I, there's some picking going on. Was that a mandolin that's being picked there? Um, it's a it's a piano. We I know I don't know if he added mandolin when I left, but... There might be. I mean, we okay. we did add. I mean, we did add a. I mean, we of course we used acoustic and piano. I wrote uh -huh. that song. I, I I had never seen a friend in so much pain. My, one of my great friends. She was. Mm. She had gone through a breakup herself, and I was like, I didn't know what to say to her because it's like you can, you can just say, you know, so I said, you'll rise one day. Yeah. And then I just said, I'm gonna write a song about this. So. It's, and it's so a I, great I song it up, too. Right. Well, thank you. Um, now when, when you do a song like that, do you lay down tracks and then mix them later? You, you said, you're not sure if you've added something later or, or do you ever oh, get no, the no, band we'll, together and just we'll, record the whole thing? Well, well, the thing is we have to do it ourselves in LA, but I plan now, I plan to record here in Texas, you know, for, for, I'm going to do a couple of albums over the next two or three years. And, uh, and one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to, my, my band is, I'm going to bring my band into the studio because it's more, it's a lot easier out here and it's going to be, you know, out there in uh, green Texas near Austin and New Braunfels and San Antonio area. So, um, yeah, I plan on bringing the band in on this one. I usually have to hire people to do yeah. stuff. So for instance, my first album, I was really lucky because I, I got, you know, I got, I had some great players. I even had the guy from the black crows, uh, Adam McDougal play keys on the record. So, Ooh. I mean, it's funny with there's all the no around. There's no shortage of good studio musicians in Los Angeles, this, of course, yeah. being the home of the wrecking crew. Yeah. But I understand it's so much easier and, and cheaper to do it in your own studio yeah. uh, at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your dad was a multi-instrumentalist. Uh, did you learn to play a variety of instruments from him? I, you know, I, I, could, I could play guitar and I could play bass and I could play a little piano. I could never get the drum thing. He's a drummer. So I could never ah. get the drum in that. I tried, but the difference. You know, the funny uh, thing is, I can get a drummer in my. I can. Get, I can. I can talk to my drummer and tell him what I need. You know, and it's like in my head, I can play drums. But <laughs> but my dad. My dad played. My dad played guitar, bass, drums, piano. I mean, he did. He did it all. And his main instrument was drums. And I grew up listening to him. You know, and and uh, you know, eventually, you know, I got my first guitar when I was fifteen, and he just. I learned the sweet child of mine riff that I was the baddest, you know what, in the world. And 
and he said, play me the song. And I remember I was sitting in the backyard. He had his friends over, and he just started jamming songs from them. And it was it was crazy. I was just sitting there with a guitar between my legs, and, just, and I was like, and he's, I'm going to teach you how to play. We're going to jam some songs. He goes, we're going to jam some songs. I'm going to teach you how to play some the pentatonic scale and all these chords. And he goes, I'm going to drink a lot of beer too while we're doing it. <laughs> I said, all right. So I learned everything. I learned the foundation from him and it was, it was oh. great. Cause I think people take lessons and all that. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I took classical lessons, but the main thing is if, to become a player. It takes the jamming, you know, I mean, you yeah. can't, you can't, I, I, I mean, you can't deny when you're out there and you're playing. Yep. It's just, yep, you, that's how it, you get better. Well, speaking of that, we have time for just one more song. This is something we are. That's that's really good, gritty, hard. <laughs> Your soft delivery contrasted with that gritty downbeat and the high tempo background is really a perfect yeah. match. So uh, yeah. I love that. Who's the drummer? Oh, it was just uh, we were just did every, every everything with the uh, you know we did me and him were the ones who did everything in the studio. So yeah, uh, we didn't okay. we didn't we didn't you know we didn't hire any outside people to do it. So you know, okay. So it well, was it was, him. It, I love know, that song. Well, the clock is you telling know, us that we are. Go ahead. No, that was a challenge song. I mean, uh, the, I got he challenged me on that one. He had basically come up with the idea, and then we wrote it together, and that's what we came up with. Well, I like it, and it's like I say, it's really good old fashioned blues rock, and it, it sounds like a lot of fun to to perform. And and I love the way your your voice contrasts with that really gritty downbeat there. Well, unfortunately, the clock is telling us that uh, we've been having too much fun and we need to wrap it up. So uh, first of all, let me just say thanks an awful lot for, for taking the time off to, to talk with us today. Uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, it, it, it is a lot of fun. Now, um, do you have any uh, gigs coming up we can tell people about? Well, um, I will be playing tonight and Sunday in Corpus Christi at a place called the Sandbar on the Holiday Inn out on Padre, North Padre Island. And tomorrow I'll be at the Red Shed Tavern in Austin, Texas. Ooh. And then next week I'll be at the, on Friday the 26th, I'll be at the Steel Horse in New Braunfels, Texas. So, and okay. uh, next Saturday, uh, next Saturday, Boathouse in Corpus Christi, Texas, at North Country Island again. So, um, yeah, I got a pretty full okay. schedule. You can find all that on Reverb Nation. All right. And, and, and uh, should that, is that, or where should people go to get your music in the new album? Uh, iTunes, uh, they can go to CD Baby, which has digital and physical copies. And they can also go to, they can stream on Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, various other outlets. And um, okay. actually, YouTube also has all all the tracks, too, that you can listen to through CD Baby. So it's all out okay. there. All right. Well, David Martinez, um, thank you so much for being with us. The, the new album is Peace of Me. You can buy it, stream it. You're really going to love it and really enjoy it. You know, iTunes, CD Baby, Spotify, wherever you get your music. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from CyberStationUSARadio.com network and our radio affiliates and uh both in the United States and in the UK, like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds and get a real time update on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash music Friday next week. Kevin Bowers comes back for a full conversation and the powerful duo Blaken and uh, Jubilee's us. Uh, will be here with us. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll update you on our guest. In the meantime, have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with a little bit more of this great music.